The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You've found Destination Love with Shelley Pumphrey. This is not a program about becoming the perfect date or how to get that special someone you've been admiring to notice you. Instead, we'll bring you the science behind how to find love and show how being your true self generally works best. Now, here's your host, Shelley Pumphrey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Destination Love. This is your host, Shelley Pumphrey, and I am here today with one of my uh, most favorite spiritual teachers. He's been a spiritual teacher of mine for a while. Um, his name is Christian De La Huerta. Hello, Christian. Welcome. Hey, Shelley. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to just kind of share a little bit about Christian here, Christian here, and then I'm going to let him talk to us about his background, and we're going to dive into how to create more conscious relationships today. Um, I brought Christian onto the show because I was introduced to him several years ago um, here in Colorado. He comes here regularly and does these classes called breathwork uh, classes, and it's a specific type of uh it's a i guess call it a breathe it's a type of breathing for <laughs> that's like the easiest way that i would describe it but it's a it's probably one of the most profoundly healing experiences that i've ever done and i've done a lot of stuff um and christian guides people through the use of their breath to um explore ways of healing trauma ways of healing hurt um things from childhood, things from past lives, like there's lots of healing that can be done in this in this type of breath work that he teaches. Um, but that's not necessarily what we're going to totally focus on today, um, because Christian also does a lot of work with relationships, and, um, you know, so we're going to focus on that. But I just want to share that he has a lot of wisdom, a lot of guidance, and I know that he can bring that to all of you that are going to be listening here today. Um, so a little bit about his background. Christian, for over 20 years, has been dedicated to helping people um, transform personally. Um, he helps them tap into what he calls their soulful power, and that's that deeper sense of purpose that lives within each and every one of us. He is an award-winning author and a respected teacher and a very sought-after sought after speaker whose unique spiritual journeys and spiritual workshops and self-development programs have been experienced in university lecture halls. He's been in nonprofit organizations, houses of worship, corporate boardrooms, and retreat venues around the world. Um, his role can be described in a variety of ways. He's a leadership consultant, a group facilitator, a relationship counselor, a spiritual coach, and beyond. He wears a lot of hats, it sounds like. <laughs> um, and although Christian's dedication manifests in a variety of ways for a diverse audience, all of his work shares a common result, and that's profound personal transformation. And I swear, Christian, I can vouch for that. I, I just can't say enough 
about what has transformed in me in going to your classes. Um, and so I just want people to know that you have a lot to offer to the world. So welcome. And I'm excited to have you talk to us a little bit here today about relationships and this deeper work that you do. But what a beautiful and amazing uh, introduction, Shelley. Thank you. You're welcome. Very, very You're moved welcome. By, by those words. Thank you. Yeah. So is there anything else that you want to share about you and just the work that you do or, um, you know, to comment a little bit more about who you are? Well, um, I guess since you opened up with the breath work, um, I do a lot of different types of retreats, you know, some on relationships, like what we're going to talk about today, some on personal empowerment, um, some about life purpose, some about how to how to live heroically, what does it mean to live a heroic life in the 21st century. But there, no matter what the theme of it is, there are always two concepts. One of them, the main one, is the, the breath work that you're talking about, because I have yet to come across any healing practice, in my experience, that heals as quickly and as profoundly and and in as many levels as the simple breathing practice. Um, and, and as you were talking about, like like even in healing past trauma and severe past trauma, I work with people who, who've experienced um, rape and sex abuse and, and loss of children and like heavy-duty stuff, and it gets healed. Um, right. And quickly. So I wanted just to elaborate a little bit more on that and on the breathwork part of it and before we move into the more specific yeah. uh, conversation about relationship. Yeah, please do. Because I know people are like, breathwork, what's that? So tell us yeah, more yeah. about it. Yeah, I know. It's, and, and I think breathwork is about to, to experience a, you know, like a surge in interest in the same way that, that meditation did and then yoga. Here mm-hmm. in the U.S., I think breathwork is next because it makes sense and because it works so fast and it's so effective. And it comes out of the yoga tradition, though it was discovered here in the West by, by accident um, like 30 years ago. Um, yeah, but again, it's, it's, it's a great adjunct to the therapeutic process. I know, I know, that, that, you know that you're a therapist. I know that I come mm-hmm. out of the psychotherapeutic process um, and in the hands of the right therapist, you know, somebody like you who, you know, who has a clear direction for, for, for the therapeutic um, experience. Um, in my perception, you know, somebody who's also bringing in spiritual aspects into it, um, you know, that, that therapy can be incredibly effective and very helpful and very supportive. And we also know that you could sit on somebody's couch for this, for, you know, for 20, 30 years, repeating the same old crap, um, right. and nothing really happens. And, and the uh, reason right. for that is that oftentimes understanding the source of the trauma is not enough. Um, and, and so the beauty for me of the breath work, and the reason that it's such a great adjunct to, a ther- to psychotherapy, is that, is that it bypasses the mind and it goes to the source of the trauma at the cellular level, at the body level, mm-hmm. and it clears it. With permanent results, permanent effect. Um, so, like, for, for me, the ideal thing would be somebody who is engaged with a counselor and in, in somebody who, who can hold them and help them see the blind spots and, and 
make the connections, connect the dots and all that kind of stuff. And then we breathe and go deeper and, and heal the, the trauma at a body level, at a, at a cellular level. And, and in addition to the healing, which, you know, which happens physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and I don't say those right. words lightly, um, it can also provide some of the most amazing spiritual experiences I've ever had. And yeah. and just from breathing, and even when, even 27 years that, that I've been now offering this, when I hear those words come out of my mouth, it's like, I know it sounds too good to be true. <laughs> but it works. It works. And, I, and you know, I can't I argue with the results. It, it yeah. really is profoundly life-changing. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, I mean, I'm a big believer in the mind, body, and spiritual connection and healing. And, yeah. do you know, I do a lot of work with trauma and the breath work. And, and people that I know that have done breath work, too, I, it, I, I don't want to, I can't. Under you can't underestimate the power of it. Like I have, no. what Christian is talking about here is just it, it's life changing and it can be um, permanent. I know I've experienced things that have healed in me that I've tried to work on, and tons, you know, years of personal growth and therapy that went away within one session of breath work. Um, I know. I know. And, and it, like you a, know, it's incredibly way. powerful. I was the same one session after my very, very first session. I knew that I would never be the same, and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. So yeah. tell, uh, and may, at the end, we can talk about how people can find you if they're interested in learning more about breathwork, because um, I really encourage our listeners to check it out and try a class. Um, so, but let's move on and talk a little bit about relationships and and you can certainly weave in you know the breath work that you do you know how you bring that into relationships but tell us about some of your core concepts or beliefs that you teach around creating more conscious relationships yeah um there are a couple of like when I do the the relationships retreat which is a longer weekend we usually start on Thursday nights and go through Sunday afternoon sometimes I offer a shorter one-day workshop, um, which mm-hmm. also includes warm breathwork sessions. In the weekend retreats, we do four breathwork sessions, and when we when you do them like that back to back, it has like a compounded effect, mm-hmm. compounded interest. So it goes deeper and further, and the healing is more profound. But but there are two premises that I approach this whole conversation about relationships. Um, one of them is paraphrasing The Course in Miracles, which says that it's not our job to look for love, but to look within ourselves for the obstacles to love. So how do we subconsciously block love from us? Um, or how do we attract? You know, why, why is it that we get in these, in these cycles of attracting people who are just not a match? And, we, and yes. we repeat the patterns of fall in love with people who are not available, who, you know, who are there already with somebody else, or, or they live on the opposite side of the country, or they're just not there emotionally. So it, mm-hmm. it's subconsciously, we fall in love with the wrong people be, because we're really trying to protect something in ourselves. So like we're sabotaging the relationship before we even get started. So you know, what, what chance do, do they have? Um, right. 
And so then we're, and during the retreat, we look into areas. We'll look in the whole, if we're going to look at obstacles, like how do, how do we subconsciously block love? We'll look in the area of self, self-esteem, um, self-worth. You know, right. because if there are any remnants, and we all grew up with, you know, psychological traumas and misunderstandings, ways that we think about ourselves and held ourselves, which aren't true, but we have lived our whole life out of these, out of these misinterpretations and misunderstandings and lies that we took on. Um, you know, that we weren't good enough, that we weren't worthy of love, um, or we make choices uh, out of fear of abandonment or, you know, so that we're, we're making significant choices in our life from a very limited perspective and from subconscious wounds that never got healed. Like, yikes. Uh-huh. Yikes. Uh, right. How any of how any relationship works is you know boggles my mind because we haven't been taught <laughs> how to hold them, and we haven't been taught how to clear our accumulation of emotional crap, um, right. which you know connected back to the breath work. That's one of the beauties of that is that we clear all the layers of emotional gunk that we have been repressing and suppressing and stuff, and then all. Or, or all of our attempts to have relationships that, that work in the present moment are getting filtered through a lifetime of repressed and unresolved emotional crap. It's like, yikes. Yeah. So, so at the retreats, we approach it from two perspectives. One is like understanding cognitively, you know, how, what, what does it mean to have a conscious relationship? How do we mm-hmm. personally block love? What are we trying to protect? So, so you know, what are, what are some of these old belief systems that we may have taken on and then when we breathe we clear that stuff and we heal that stuff quickly mm-hmm. um, and we also look in the in the area of belief about relationships because if we have we have unconscious beliefs or unexamined beliefs that if we get into relationship we're gonna get hurt we're gonna get betrayed we're gonna get cheated on they, they, if we have beliefs that all relationships end up in divorce and hurt and abandonment then who in the right mind is going to get into a relationship right so we avoid them from subconsciously like i was saying we sabotage them subconsciously but the dra- dramatic part of that and the sad part of that is that we ensure the very same thing we're trying to avoid which is by sabotaging them and attracting the wrong people, we end up alone anyway because they're not going to work. Right. So it's, it's kind of a messed up strategy, but, but that's the kind of stuff we Yeah, do. can't see how that works. <laughs> but it's yeah. what most of us do. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we keep repeating the patterns over and right. over again. Um, and I forget who said, you know, it was, I forget the author, but somebody said, it's really, really important that we heal our relationships with our parents so we can stop dating them. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, in many cases, we, yeah. know, we just see the patterns. And we see that, well, it's the same. It's a different player, different actor, but it's the same boring play. It's like, how many times have we done this play? Um, and so part okay. of what we do, and in, in, part of what, to me, conscious relationships means is that is like looking for the patterns, looking at, at understanding these subconscious drivers, healing the emotional stuff, so that, we're, that we can make choices about even to get in relationship from a place of freedom, rather than running subconscious, unhealed emotional stuff. It's like you know, there, there's no mm-hmm. rule that says to evolve spiritually, which is ultimately the reason we're all here. There's no rule that says that you have to get in relationship. 
um, if you do them consciously, they can really speed up the process. They can really further um, the, the process of healing and evolution if you do them consciously. Right. Um, and what does that mean? If we're going to look at a conscious versus unconscious relationship. And this this yeah. part of my teaching, I, I referenced Ram Dass, is from a lecture that I heard him give a long time ago. And he talks about how we can do relationships in one of two ways. We can do them consciously or unconsciously, mm. which is how the majority of humans have done them and do them, which means that we get into a relationship hoping that some somebody outside of us is going to complete us and they're going to make us happy. If I could only uh, have that one, then uh, I would be fine. And <laughs> and we've all, we've all lived long enough to know that there isn't anybody right. out there. That's right. going to make us happy. Hey, Christian, and I'm going to stop you for job. one sec because we've, we've got to stop for a quick commercial, but I want to come back and finish okay. talking about that. I would definitely want to know okay. more. So we're going to take a break here on Destination Love, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you ever wondered if you're the reason that you are still single? Are you tired of repeating the same old relationship patterns that end in heartbreak? Maybe it's time to get serious about finding love. Love strategist and therapist Shelly Pumphrey can help you break your relationship patterns and find love that lasts. Shelly doesn't teach superficial dating skills. Instead, she helps you shift your entire dating mindset and empowers you with the psychology and science of relationships. Shelly offers several ways to work with her, including her empowered dating course, one-on-one coaching, or a weekend retreat. To learn more about how to work with Shelly, you can schedule a free 30-minute strategy call or learn more about her programs at thelovestrategist.com. That's thelovestrategist.com. Shelly can help you find love. Take the quiz and find out what's keeping you single. Visit thelovestrategist.com today. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Destination Love. 
To reach Shelley Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelley at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. All right, welcome back to Destination Love. This is Shelley Pumphrey, and we're interviewing Christian De La Huerta about conscious relationships. And before the commercial break, uh, Christian said that he had heard a lecture by Ram Das, and Ram Das had talked about us having two choices uh, in relationships, and that's that we can have a conscious relationship or an unconscious relationship. So, Christian, if you want to just continue and tell us what that means exactly. Yeah, thanks, Telly. Um, yeah, so so an unconscious relationship means that we get into a relationship hoping that this person, this new new love in our lives is going to make us happy. Like, this is the one that's going to make me happy. It's going to complete my life, give it a sense of meaning and all that. And, and we've all lived long enough to know at this point that there isn't anybody out there that's going to make us happy. And it's not even their job to to do that and how unfair to place that whole expectation. That's a heavy expectation and responsibility to put on somebody else. So if we approach the relationship that way, forget it. Hang it up. It's not going to work. Doomed to fail from the get-go. So if we approach relationships consciously, meaning that we know, we're clear, that there isn't anybody out there that's going to make us happy and that it's not their job to and that only we can make ourselves happy. Then there are three levels of conscious relationships that he talks about. Okay. Level one is can be done unilaterally, so the other person doesn't even have to be in on it. You know, the, the relationship works in other levels. It meets those basic human needs for relation for uh, for you know intimacy and connection and sex and family and all that good stuff. Then why, right? So, so the, but they don't, they don't want to use it in a conscious way. And so then it's fine, right? So, but then you want to take it to the next level. So then what we do is say, all right, well, I've got the, I got the basic needs handled. Then I can reclaim all the time, all the energy, all the effort, all the resources that I would spend otherwise looking for the one in quotes. Then I can reclaim all that time and focus it on my, on spiritual growth. And mm-hmm. and that's fair. You know, the other person doesn't want to play. Of course, it doesn't mean we're using them um, in any way, but they, they don't want to do the relationship at the same level, We so we do. Um, so then we'll skip number two and come back to that. Number three is where, level three is where both beings are already fully conscious, fully aware, fully realized, fully aware of their God nature, if you would. Um, mm-hmm. And so then the relationship becomes a sacred dance where they, both partners are just reveling in that and mirroring that for each other. I don't think we need to worry about that one yet. So we'll go back to level two, which <laughs> okay. is where the juiciness happens, happens. I mean, level two, you could say, is relationship as yoga, using the relationship consciously as a laboratory for growth. Mm-hmm. And so what does that mean? That means that you're like what, like the work that we do, the personal work that we do to free ourselves. We could say that it's like cultivating a garden. So rather than reacting, for example, um, you know, we feel like, oh, we we do our own work. So well, what was my role in that? Um, how did I get into the situation again? My ego just got triggered. That stung. 
um, whatever they did or said stung, but rather than blame them, rather than point the finger, rather than make it all about them, I'm going to do my work. And, and it's like, mm-hmm. wow, why did that sting? What is the pattern? When have I been here before? Um, why did that behavior cause that effect in me? Um, right, so that's work. That's, we could say that's cultivating our own garden. Um, so in the level two relationship, I'm over here cultivating my own garden, and then the other parts, the other party is over there doing their own garden, cultivating their own garden as well. So they're, you know, reeling in the projections, um, reeling in the make wrongs, um, all the reeling in the judgments. Like so, we're, we're both doing the work, and when we're both doing it, it really furthers furthers the the healing process. Mm-hmm. Carl Jung, the psychologist, talked about how we attract. Uh, people into our lives, we create situations in our lives so that we can see the areas in us that are unhealed, that are in need of healing. Right. Um, and that's what conscious relationships means. Like, we do them consciously. So rather than blaming, rather than pointing the finger, which is what we're so good at, rather than reacting, because you hurt me, and I'm going to hurt you back, I'm going to find one of your buttons and press it, because you press one of mine, um, anybody can do that. And that's how most of us have done relationships. The way that we're talking about doing them consciously is really heroic. It's a lot of work because we're taking, in a, in, in a way, we're taking responsibility uh, for all of it, for, for the effect that it's having on us. And it doesn't excuse, it doesn't exonerate. Um, you know, what? whatever the other person did or didn't do, it doesn't mean that we have to stay in a relationship. Certainly, if it's not working, if it's abusive, we don't have to do that, but if if we want to be free, we have to realize that hey, look, I I I had I, I I was a part of this. Why why do I keep attracting this right. type of people that don't respect me, that don't value me? It's like who's the common denominator in all these relationships? Right. right? So right. that's that's it's a lot of look, looking in the mirror. Yes, yes, it's work, but. The pride, the reward is freedom. Like we get to do all our healing sped up. It's because it's hard to do in a vacuum. Right, absolutely. I yeah. love that. Like, go ahead. No, I just, I love that. It's a good way to look at it. And I think, um, and I think just differentiating between the, you know, the first level and the second level, there's two mm-hmm. very different ways of having a relationship there. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people stay on the first level and then they have a lot of pain because yeah. they're not yeah. looking at themselves. I mean, sometimes it's okay for people because they're just, you know, they're getting their basic needs met and that's that's where they're at and that's okay. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's the wrong way to do it. But if you're having a lot of conflict in a relationship and not, um, you know, you're blaming, pointing the finger at your partner all the time, then this second level sounds like a more yeah. effective and healing way to go. Yeah, yeah. And and the other the other place where we all get stuck in, it's, you know, the victim thing. You know, the victim right. like, you know, what what they did to me. Um and and it's really pernicious. Um it's to me it's a it's a state of consciousness that we get stuck in, but if if we're talking about getting free as long as we're holding anyone or anything for that matter responsible for our happiness, for our state of being, then forget it. We just give our power 
away all over again. Right. And oftentimes right. we give it away to the to the perpetrator, to the original, you know, reason for for the trauma. Um, mm-hmm. And it's and it's you know this is like I tell at retreat to so, you know this is not the this is not little big anymore. This is like the biggest get game. It's hard because sometimes you gotta forgive what seems unforgivable. Right. But if you want to be free, there's no way around that. There's no way. And it doesn't mean, again, that we have to stay in a relationship that doesn't feed us, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't support our growth and our evolution. Um, but if we want to be free, we have to own that it's our crap. Right. You know, like maybe, um, you know, maybe, maybe you know, somebody said something or did something that we really took personally, really took to heart. We got hurt and we felt betrayed and we, but so maybe somebody else wouldn't have reacted in the same way. They're not wired that way. They're not, not their button. They have their own set of buttons, but not that particular one. Right. Um, so we got to own that it's our stuff, and then and then do the work of healing it so that we can be re- really free. Because if that partner can trigger those feelings in us, anybody else can. Right. Anybody else we get in a relationship can do that same behavior, and it's going to elicit those same feelings of. Whatever they were, hurt, betrayal, anger, all that kind of stuff. You know, so it's, we gotta we gotta start from the place from the from the place that it's our stuff, and then right. and then we begin looking for the patterns. So like you know, if I get really really honest, this is about the first time I felt this. You know, I felt right. it in that other relationship. I felt it in a relationship with my my sister. You know, wherever we start doing the work, we start looking for patterns. We start connecting the dots. We start seeing wow. It's not even about that behavior. Right. The real one is that I is that I feel unhurt, unheard, that I feel disrespected. Right? And if I get really honest then, it's like, wow, that is a much older wound than this relationship. Right. It's been around for a long time. So I gotta own that it's my wound if I wanna be free. Yeah, and I always like to say that it's it's important to come from a place of compassion for yourself and just to acknowledge yeah. that we're all human. We all do things that may not look very pretty sometimes, and they do come from those deeper wounds. Um, and it doesn't, you know, so sometimes we don't want to acknowledge that we might be contributing to a relationship problem or, you know, these kinds of you know, behaviors um, because it's too painful to look at that. Or, you know, to say, well, I, I'm doing something wrong. But yeah. coming at it from not a place of, like, beating yourself up, but just accepting your humanity and that none, none of us are perfect. Um, exactly. exactly. I mean, we're perfectly imperfect in my in the way I like yeah. to say it. It's, um, yeah. it's okay to be compassionate and to say, oh, wow, I'm doing this and why am I doing this and what needs to be healed in me so that I can... Um, live a happier, more fulfilling life and have happier, more fulfilling relationships. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what's, can you talk more about what this third level of relationship is? I'm curious about that. Yeah, the third level, I (laughs) I want to get to the juicy juiciness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, but it's the level where both beings are already fully aware of their God essence, you know, of our mm-hmm. ultimate highest nature. And then, you know, and most, and most people have been doing their work, they've cleared most of their past traumas, so then it becomes, 
just this playful um, experience. And not that there isn't going to be pain in life. You know, there's going to there's an intrinsic pain as a part of the living experience. You know, people die, people come and go. There's natural catastrophes. Right. So there's always going to be pain in life, but we don't get stuck in the suffering of it. You know, we don't get stuck in depression. Um, because we, we learn how to have our emotions and how to express them rather than be had by them. Because that's the other thing that that we can also connect to the breath work is that we're so conditioned as a, as a species not to feel. We're terrified of the emotions, uh, especially anger. You know, we're just terrified of them. And the emotions, so then we suppress them, we stuff them. Um, we're afraid that if we really expressed and allow ourselves to feel and then express those feelings that that people other people couldn't handle it. And then the relationships wouldn't survive, you know, so we don't want to rock the boat of what might feel like an already iffy relationship or rocky rocky ground. And so but what used to be spiritual teaching that everything is energy and now we know it's true. So including the emotions. It's all energy, and we know, like, energy, emotion, emotion. We know that energy can't be destroyed. So just because we stuff something, just because we're afraid of confrontation or avoid conflict, and so we stuff the emotion, it doesn't mean they go away. And what happens is they get stored in the tissues of the body. Mm -hmm. And then we keep stuffing, and we keep stuffing some more, and we stuff some more. And after years, and after decades of doing that, that's when we walk around with layers and layers and layers of unresolved emotional crap. And then we throw dump all of our repressed emotions on each other Um, and and then project them onto each other. Um, So that's what I mean. And that's when we do relationships unconsciously, when we're projecting our unhealed, own personal stuff on each other. So level three relationship assumes that we've done that work that we've healed the majority of our unresolved, unhealed past, and then it becomes just a conscious partnership. Like, we both get into this relationship out of freedom. I feel completely complete and whole as a human being. I don't need any anything outside of me to, to, to help me see that, to help me feel happy, to help me feel complete. You on the other side, my, 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 my partner feels the same way. You're whole and you're complete. And then we get into this relationship out of the joy of sharing the life experience and sharing some beautiful, exquisite moments. Um, Not because we needed to feel complete or to feel whole, but for life to have a sense of meaning and purpose. Right. Sounds beautiful. Yeah. And then everything becomes a beautiful (laughs) expression of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you... I feel like people, people, when I talk to people about creating relationships like this, they, they always seem like it's so far away. It's so intangible. Like I have to do years and years of work to get to this place. Can you speak about that? Yeah, to, to me, that's the beauty of breath work. And it's, and it's, mm-hmm. the, it's the beauty of the combination of approaching it like we were talking about before, the, the combination of doing the cognitive work understanding, you know, how to hold a relationship, understanding how our own unhealed past, let's say, for example, that our parents got divorced when we were seven and we've been carrying around that 
my God, Daddy doesn't love me because Daddy left me. How could Daddy, how could Daddy leave me? How could Daddy leave us? And what does it mean about me? Is, am, I, am I not good enough? Am I not lovable? So this is all stuff that happened subconsciously, that, that none of it is true. Daddy's leaving had nothing to do with us. You know, it, it, it had to do with whatever was going on in his mind, whatever was going on in the relationship, right. stuff that oftentimes we didn't even know about. Right. The way that he was raised, it's all his own unhealed past, and yet that little mind just personalizes it all. It's like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Right. And then we make these sweeping conclusions about ourselves. It's like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. I'm too much of this and not enough of that. Yeah. I'm not lovable. It's like, there's something fundamentally wrong with me. It's none of it true. Right. None of it true, let's, but yet that colors and impacts every relationship. Right. Krishna, I'm going to stop you for a minute. We've got a break for a commercial, and we'll come back to that and how to let go of those old patterns that have been there forever. Um, You're listening to Destination Love. You can check me out at thelovestrategist.com, and we'll be back in a few. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have you ever wondered if you're the reason that you are still single? Are you tired of repeating the same old relationship patterns that end in heartbreak? Maybe it's time to get serious about finding love. Love strategist and therapist Shelly Pumphrey can help you break your relationship patterns and find love that lasts. Shelly doesn't teach superficial dating skills. Instead, she helps you shift your entire dating mindset and empowers you with the psychology and science of relationships. Shelly offers several ways to work with her, including her empowered dating course, one-on-one coaching, or a weekend retreat. To learn more about how to work with Shelly, you can schedule a free 30-minute strategy call or learn more about her programs at thelovestrategist.com. That's thelovestrategist.com. Shelly can help you find love. Take the quiz and find out what's keeping you single. Visit thelovestrategist.com today. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelly Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelly at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Welcome back to Destination Love. This is your host, Shelly Pumphrey, and we are here with Christian De La Huerta. And we've been talking about conscious relationships. And before the break, we were getting into the juiciness of the of this level three, very conscious relationship where two people have done the work and are able to um, really do this, um, I think to use Christian's words at some point, uh, sacred dance with each other and with this relationship. So one of the questions that I had asked you, Christian, before the break was how people sometimes I mean, my experience is people come to me and they feel like it's this big daunting task to do this work um, to heal themselves and get to that place where they can actually be in that level three type of relationship. Um, and you were commenting on how breath work can be powerful to change some of those things in, you know, much more quickly. Um, but if you want to just continue what you were sharing about that, I'd love to hear more. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I don't think it needs to take. I I know it doesn't need to take, you know, years and years at a time, and, and it's a lifetime thing. You know, the, the 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 journey that we're talking about is a journey of liberation. It's really for the rest of our lives. Right. But it gets easier. It gets easier. Uh-huh. Um, and then what used to what used to if we do our relationships consciously, we keep shining shining light on those areas that are unhealed, our own personal buttons, and then we heal them. Mm-hmm. And then, all right, so that one's healed. That used to really get to me when, whenever they did blah, blah, blah. That doesn't bother me anymore. Um, because we're doing all, all our work all the time. And there is an end to the crap, right? There's like, and right. because we learn how to express the emotional stuff in the, in the present, so we don't have to keep accumulating unresolved, unhealed emotional crap. And with continued, you know, breath work, or continued, you know, different healing approaches, we clear the stuff eventually. Um, and so then the rest of it becomes maintenance and making sure it's like, oh, well, my, well, the, the other thing that I started to talk about, it, there's two things that I always do in retreats, one being the breath work, the other one that I always teach is the ego, understanding how that part of our mind works. And we don't have the time to do it here in this context. But if we want to be free, if we want to understand the obstacles that have held us back from either having the types of relationships that we long for, or from having a sense of personal empowerment, or from having a life of meaning and purpose um, and fulfillment, it all comes down to understanding the ego. So it's, there's no way around that either. It's like we got to understand that part of the mind and how it works and how we free, how it's kept us in a prison and how we break free from that. Um, and, and until we do that, there's no way to have a level three relationship because, you know, a metaphor that is often used when speaking about the ego is like, if you, if you place a baseball in the center of the stadium, that's what the ego is. Um, and mm. yet, who we are is actually the stadium. Right? I so love we're that speaking metaphor. Stadium yeah. And we've allowed this tiny, 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 imperceptible, barely perceptible part of us to think that it's all who we are and to run the show and to make some really important choices in our lives from its very fearful and limited perspective. 
Right. So part of what we're talking about in the healing process and doing relationships consciously is the process of disidentifying with the baseball and re-identifying with the stadium. I love that. That's a, yeah. such a powerful metaphor. And yeah. it's amazing how yeah. that can run run the show. It really is. Um, and, and we have no awareness of it sometimes, a lot of the time. No awareness. It's a huge blind spot. And that's what humanity is up to right now. It's like understanding and, and leaping out of that mental egoic level of consciousness. Right. Right. It's very scary some days, but... Um, it's so yeah, you know, possible it, to do the work, it, though. It is, and that's and that goes back to your question about how long does it take. You know, it's like mm-hmm. yes, it's work. There's no way around that. It's work, but the work gets easier. It becomes second nature, and yes, it's scary. To the little ego mind, to the little baseball, anything that signifies change, even if change is positive, it's going to be threatened by it. Right. So that's part of the. So, so yes, it's scary, but what's infinitely scarier to me is that another year, another five years, another 20 years will go by, and we're still stuck. And, right. and whether it's jobs or whether it's relationships that are not a match uh, and, and that are making us feel like, like they're sucking the very life force out of us, that's infinitely scarier to me. Yeah. I agree. And sometimes you yeah. just have, I mean, it, it is, and it is that little baseball, that, that ego mind that tells you these things like, uh, this is the best that it's going to get. I can't do anything to change this relationship that I'm at in because there's nothing else out there or um, change is scary. You know, like there's all these different messages that keep us yeah. stuck and yeah. you have yeah. to recognize them just, you know, as that. They're just little stories, little lies that your yeah. brain is telling you. Um, yep. and all you have to do is start making one little shift at a time and yep. that's the journey. You can start making some changes like this. Yeah. So, wow. I want a three, I want a level three relationship. That sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. we've got a little bit of time left here today and I'm almost afraid to like open up one big topic. Um, so I am curious, maybe you could follow up with us a little bit. One of the things we talked about last week on the show was, was about masculine and feminine dynamics in relationships. And I know this is a big thing to dive into here at the end, but um, we do you know Brian Reeves? Do you know who he is? Yeah, uh, yeah, I do know. I do know. I don't know him personally, but I know him. Yeah. I know I mean, he, him. We're Facebook friends. Okay. <laughs> we talked about, you know, the masculine and feminine, and I know that you do some, some work around that. And I guess one of the things um, I would just love to hear, Noah, would love to hear more about is how we deny the feminine within us and not only within ourselves, but also just as a culture. Can you speak about that <laughs> in a short amount of time? Sorry to do that to yeah. you. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, I think it's important to to start by saying that you know that we all have a max, masculine and feminine energies. Like, if we are created in the image of the sacred, in the image of God, in the image of the divine, the divine is is really masculine and feminine. Even though the feminine has been exiled and repressed for the last several thousand years of the patriarchy, but before there was a God, 
we, we know there was a goddess. Uh, so we all have that inside of us. Um, and it's, and, you know, like, even if we're looking at the process of awakening, the process of enlightenment, we have to own all of that. We can't just we repress any part of who we are. Um, and so, for example, you know, in, in Taoism, it represents the perfect balance of, you know, the yin-yang rep- rep- represents that perfect balance of the masculine and the feminine. And it's, and it's not a geometric, harsh, direct line that divides the masculine and the feminine. It's a curvy line, and then there's a, a, a dot. There's a piece of each inside the other, as if to hide that point. And in the, in the Gnostic Gospels, in the Gospel of Thomas, um, Jesus is said to have said that not until we marry within ourselves, the masculine and the feminine, will we find the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God, of course, not being a physical, mythical place that we go to when we die, but a state of consciousness that he had access to and that he never claimed exclusivity about. Like, in saying things like, these and greater things you'll do. Um, so, so it's critical in the, process, in the process of awakening that we reclaim and that we honor both the masculine and the feminine. And we're seeing it right now, like in, like that's, like if we zoom out and look at the, like even this last election cycle, like we're seeing that right now. One way that we can hold and understand what's happening is the, the dying gasp of the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. The ways that we have done things in institutions, organizations that are no longer sustainable, the way that we treat the environment is no longer sustainable. So the right. the more masculine approach that that you know that you, you got to conquer and you got to control and you got to subjugate, whether it's the planet or whether it's the human body, um, that just doesn't work anymore. You know, that's just one way to do it. It's been very out of balance, very imbalanced. Um, and so, like, we've maxed it out. Like, we're just now beginning to to witness whatever it is that we have unleashed on the environment. Right. Um, so, so that, you know, it's like we have, we have to find a way to express the, both the, fem- the masculine and the feminine, and we've gotten very confused about that. Because that even connects to the repression of the emotions. Because we, right. because we feminize the emotions. And we say, oh, what? If you cry, that's a show of weakness. Right. It's like, wait a minute. That's just an emotion. Emotion's not masculine. It's not feminine. It's not good. It's not bad. It's neutral. It's just an energy. And yet we've added all this meaning to it. And we repress them and we suppress them because you're supposed to be tough and not feel. Um, and and any, kind of, any kind of feeling then becomes weakness. It's like, you know, little girls cry. It's like, so right. the, the, the depth of, 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 of misogyny and oppression of the feminine that we have, you know, and that we, we saw it in this election, the, the, the number of women, the percentage of, of women, white women, I think like 53% of women who actually voted for a man, and, and I'm trying to keep this out of the political framework, <laughs> not even about ideology or what you believe in. But the fact that that many women voted for a guy that was so disrespectful of women, so dishonoring of the feminine, so such, I mean, videos of the objectification and the reduction of the feminine, it's like, wow. So so how internalized that is. Right. You know, the, the misogyny. 
and it's and it and and if we're gonna look at you know to me it's like when the reason that I'm almost that, that I'm writing this other book, the second book that I'm about to to be done with, um, mm-hmm. the soul on soulful power. Like how do we step into into power in a different way? That is not hierarchical. That is not. Um, based on external, that is not based on force or fear, that doesn't require for me to push anybody down, squelch them, step on them, in order to prop myself up and feel powerful. How do we do that in a different way? And, right. and, and that's, you know, we've, we've associated that with the feminine and, mm-hmm. and, th- and have thought that it's weak, but, but ironically, that's where the power is. Right. Yeah, and oh. that's where, you know, in, in the power, it's really the power of creation. Yeah. Yeah, and I can see that, I, you know, I think this applies to not only the world that we live in, but our relationships with each other, our relationships with our partners, and our relationships with ourselves. So, you yeah. know, I just want to kind of point that out to our listeners that even though Christian's referring to some you know, some bigger levels of this um, interplay between the masculine and feminine that it it can really relate back to everything. And, and for those of you who listened last week, this is probably making a lot of sense, um, you know, just following up with what we talked about with Brian Reeves and how um, this plays out in our relationships with our partners and how the, you know, the feminine can bring out it can open up the masculine to heal and yeah. to be more in touch with that side, uh, just as a feminine needs that masculine to be yes. somewhat of a container as well. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, and the fact so that we have it all inside of us, we have both inside of us, and to remember right. that this—that the, you know—we thought that power is is in that macho, not feeling, and I'm gonna—you know, gotta kill it, you gotta shoot it, or you gotta screw it. Um, right. <laughs> As opposed right. to, you know, it's like, wow, that's not powerful to walk around in that perpetual state of defensiveness, just mm-hmm. waiting for the other shoe to drop, waiting for the other, you know, for the, for the attack. Like, that's not freedom. That's prison. Right. Whereas the, the real power is, ironically, in the vulnerability. And right. just being that's who it. we are, being able to walk around with an open heart, no matter what. It's like, yeah, hey, I've got exactly. this. No matter what you do or don't do, I've got this. I know who I am, and I've got this. Love that. That's powerful. That's so powerful. Very That's powerful. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So, Christian, I this has just been, like, really enlightening for me to, to hear you talk about this, and I feel like I'd love to hear more, um, but we're running out of time, and I wanted to just save a few minutes, well, a, a minute, for you to talk about how people can find you or work with you. Do you want to share a little bit about your retreats and your, sounds like you got a book coming out here soon. Where can people find yeah, my- you, and how can they find you? <laughs> Thank you so much. My, my website is soulful power.com so s-o-u-l-f-u-l power p-o-w-e-r dot com okay and um, there they can find out information about my my intro sessions I do them in different places I go to Denver several times a year where you're based um, I do them in the New York area California I'm based in Miami these days and I also do them in different parts of the world um, like I also take groups to, you know, I call them soulful treks. Is what would happen if a retreat and a vacation got married and had a child. So we'll go 
a week to southern France or Peru or Costa Rica, you know, taking groups to Egypt, um, different places, Hawaii. Awesome. I go every almost every year. So we do elements of vacation, touristic stuff, and go see beautiful places and have amazing, extraordinary experiences. And then we take some time traveling and dropping okay. in. Sounds awesome. I'm, we're going to have to stop here because we're out of time, Christian. You can find Christian at soulfulpower.com. Thank you so much. And again, thanks for listening to Destination Love. We'll see you next week. Thank you for making a weekly visit to Destination Love. Please join Shelley Pumphrey again next Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, be brave, be you, be loved. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 